everybody to the podcast where we explain people and teach you a little more about your fellow human beings and yourself. I'm Master Coach Kim Giles, and I have Sarah Henderson with me today. And Sarah, today we're going to talk about how the shapes deal with this quarantine and this pandemic and what you can expect, especially living in close quarters with, with other humans who are going to be triggered right now, and we're going to see some bad behavior show up. Are you seeing some of that in your house? Yes, Kim. I'm really glad that you wanted to talk about this today. Not only am I seeing it in my house, I'm seeing it with my friends. I'm seeing it with my family, seeing it with my coworkers. I'm seeing it everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. I got a phone call last night from a friend who was just sobbing and she said, my daughter is staying with us during this and she's getting meaner every day. And she's saying and doing all these really mean things. And it was interesting as we kind of talked through it for her to understand she's fear triggered and her daughter is a square and she's fear of loss dominant. And we're all in fear of loss, the, the pandemic and the quarantine, it's all loss. Mm-hmm. So we're all triggered with it to begin with, and, and it's going to bring out some bad behavior. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, Kim, we've talked before about how when someone comes at you triggered, it tends to trigger you, right? Like it's this vicious circle. So I hope today we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, reacting, reacting versus responding, right? Yes, because that is the issue. When someone is out of balance and they attack you, it is going to trigger your fear, And the way you respond to that is probably going to trigger them even more and around and around we'll go. Yeah, that's already happened at my house this morning. So let's just (laughs) get into this. (laughs) Let's get in it. Okay. So I actually want to talk about the four value systems and how each of these types of people will be dealing with, especially the quarantine. Okay. So let's start with the people shapes. So octagon, circles, and hearts. And this includes you being an octagon. Yeah. And you guys are people, people, and you're huggers, and you need a lot of social connection with other people to feel safe in the world. So how are you doing, losing that to a large extent? I mean, you've got your family, but your social life has taken a big hit, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think recognizing my shape has helped me deal with that a lot. Um, I recognize that there are other people out there too, that may still want to hug me. And I, I don't want to hug, you know, I have a science background. I, I understand how this thing spreads. Right. So I'm like, I have had to have different boundaries and it feels, it doesn't feel good. Right. Like when I see my neighbors and I, I want to, I want to hug them and I, I can't, that has been awkward. It feels insensitive to me. It feels kind of unloving. huh? Yeah. And I don't like it, but I think I just sometimes like yesterday I said to someone like, Oh, I'm not hugging right now. And they were like, Oh, okay. But it was awkward. It is awkward. People keep putting their hands out to shake my hand and I'm like, I'm sorry. So sorry. Hey, yeah. I, I don't know if, if you've ever followed Ellen DeGeneres online. I love Ellen and I follow her on Instagram and she's a circle and it has been so funny to watch the way she's coping with this because she's stuck at home in her house and she just is on her phone and she just calls friends all day long. Like 
literally one after another, and most of her friends are celebrities, so it's kind of fun to hear their conversations, but she's just one after another calling, seeing how they're doing, chatting with them for a while, (laughs) and I would bet that this is how a lot of circles are dealing with this. Yes. Think about all those circles that are salespeople that can't go out and have their daily interaction with all their contacts and all their sales. They have to be like just kind of starving. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Now hearts, I have to say, are probably more okay with this being stuck in their home because they're such homebodies anyway. Home is their safe place. Mm -hmm. But I could see them get very needy with their family and whoever lives with them a little bit for reassurance. And so if you live with a heart and you can tell they're a little out of sorts, they're, they're more prone to slip into depression with this. So we got to kind of watch and, and ask questions and check in with them and make sure they're doing okay. Yes, absolutely. I have some heart friends that are really struggling right now. So that's a really good point. Okay. So let's talk about us task-focused people, diamonds, ovals, and arrows. And I keep posting all this funny stuff on social media that doing fine over here. It's a dream come true for an arrow to be alone and have no social obligations, I guess. I can just work and do my own thing and have all this alone time. And it's, it's sad how much I'm enjoying the quarantine. Oh, that's great. It's not even a challenge. And I've talked to a couple diamonds that have been the same way. And do you know how clean their house is after a week of being in it. Yes. Right. So they're getting a lot of, of that kind of time. Um, now it's easy for me because I live alone though. If I was married and had children and a house full of people, I probably wouldn't be having quite the same experience. I might be an arrow that's going nuts because I can't get away from them all. Hmm. Boy. Okay. So if you're an arrow and you do have a big family living with you, maybe just sequester yourself for an hour a day and be like, okay, me time. My yes. just in my room. Seriously, you've got to have some alone time. Even my daughter, who's a diamond, said being stuck in this house with my boyfriend all the time is making me not. I can't get away from him. So just recognize if you're living with one of those shapes that they need alone time to stay balanced and to feel safe in the world. And so we've got to make sure that they get that. So a quick funny story about a diamond. I had a friend, I wasn't sure what shape he was. And when he was triggered in this quarantine, it was like, bam, I knew exactly. I started seeing all the other things that he does that are diamond driven. But we went for a walk outside and it was a nice sunny day and he had on gloves. And I was like, are you cold? And he was like, no, I'm a germaphobe. And then he was like, wiping his keys and wiping his door handles and everything after going to the grocery store. And then I started seeing other things like how organized his office was. And I was like, Oh, diamond. So when he went way, cause typically super balanced, right. And hard to tell his shape. And then when he got triggered with this, with this pandemic, it was like, Oh, I see you when you're in fear, you're a diamond. That's so funny. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I think our diamonds probably are freaking out because they are all germaphobes to begin with. And add all of this, I'm sure we got diamonds that are experiencing a lot of anxiety about getting sick, about the germs everywhere. So if you've got a diamond in your life, you might just check in on their anxiety level going through this to make sure that they're okay. I've had to talk my diamond through some meditation and getting in trust because she was freaking out. Okay. So our things, people, rhombuses, stars, and triangles, 
I don't, how is Ed doing? How, is Rhombus, is he getting antsy? Um, yeah, the, the loss of control here, I think, is kind of what's triggering him. And so these two fear of loss people living together the last few days have been a little bit trying. Um, <clears throat> he's kind of taking his work really seriously. So he's, he has his own space up in our spare bedroom, like working, but he's pretty focused and it's... Is he's, he more irritable? Yeah, he's more irritable. And I think he's just a little bit more sequestered, right? He like, he needs to do what he needs to do and then have alone time is what I see. I'm not really sure I understand those two needs, but that seems to be what he wants. And he has to make, you know, he makes an effort and he comes down downstairs and has lunch with us and tries because we all get that we're in a crazy place, but a little bit, um, maybe distant. Hmm, I could see that. Yeah, a, a, just yeah. a fear trigger, right? Not sure about everything. And so things aren't in order the way that he kind of likes to have them maybe. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about stars for a minute. I have noticed the stars I know, that they're, they're prone to drama. And so some of this can get kind of blown up. They, they're prone to being a little suspicious and weary of things. And so I think it can bring up some fear. They're also people that need some attention from others to feel safe in the world. And so if they're too isolated right now, that they may, they may really need some attention, whether that's just checking in and being willing to listen and, and let them express the fear that they're experiencing. I think that would help them to stay balanced. Yeah, maybe make sure the information that they're getting is from a credible source. You know, there's so much disparaging information out there. Try and reassure them to, you know, only check like the, the CDC and the World Health Organization websites. Don't believe everything you read on Facebook. That might help a little. That is totally true. And matter of fact, I posted on social media this morning that it's human behavior when we have no control over situations that we will, our brains will start to see patterns even that, that aren't really there. And that makes us prone to conspiracy theories. And anytime a situation is out of your control, you could be prone to conspiracy theories. But stars are on my list of shapes that are more likely to get wrapped into conspiracy theories. And actually, so are crosses. Right. Oh my gosh, I can totally see that with both of those shapes. What about our triangles? Are they trying to fix everything in the world or what are they feeling? You know, I could see a lot of hoarding going on because they tend to hoard already. So mm. we could see some of that with triangles. Okay. Um, you so know, that's the things. This is the things line, right? It so, is. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Yeah. So don't be surprised if your triangle has a lot of toilet paper these days. <laughs> <laughs> if you need some, find a triangle. <laughs> hey, want to barter? Uh, seriously. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about squares, rectangles, and crosses on the ideas line. These people love data and information, and they may be spending too much time on CNN or <laughs> Fox News and the internet because they'll want to understand, they'll want all the information. So they could kind of go into this black hole of data. That's definitely a possibility. Yeah, that I'm seeing that. I am seeing that definitely. You know, I have a, a lot of rectangles in my life, but I am seeing that on this on this ideas line. Very opinionated about what this is all about, right? At the very beginning, it was like, ah, it's all a hoax. 
now it's like, well, I just hope I get it. You know, like these crazy, like, but that's kind of the challenge with them too, is they're going to have a lot of opinions and yeah. they're going to want to express them. And this could get trying for people who live with one of these shapes when they just need to tell you what they think about it all, all day, every day. They've got to be a little bit mindful that other people aren't going to be as interested in all of this information and data at the same level. Some people I've noticed, like they've had their full fill already. They're not turning the TV on because it's just too much. So we just got to be aware of those differences with other people. Some people really need the information. Some need to not have it. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about our, our, our fear of failure and our fear of loss and how those are being triggered in this environment. Cause those are really the, the two core fear, fears that we talk about, right, Kim? Yeah. And fear of loss is the big one that we really want to talk about today because we are all experiencing loss. We are losing money. We're losing opportunity. We've literally lost our life, the, the quality of our life, the things that we love to go do. It's all gone right now. Wow. This is huge loss. And it's driving me crazy. I keep thinking of things. Oh, I should go get a massage. And then I realize, yeah, I'm sure they're not open. No. Um, and you're on quarantine and I can't, I shouldn't even be leaving the house. But those daily things that I like to do keep coming to mind. And so that loss is sort of front and center all day long. Wow. Now your fear of loss dominant, what have you lost? Yeah, everything feels really out of control to me right now, Kim. I a loss of structure, a loss of the way things should be. You know, I should be at work. I sh my kids should be in school. I should be able to run to the grocery store and, you know, all these shoulds that are not in place. And that's throwing me for a loop. It really is. So all of our fear of loss dominant shapes tend to be controlling. They need some control to feel safe. And when you've lost control, you're going to be in a triggered state. You're you are definitely out of balance when you don't have any control over a situation and you're experiencing all this loss. So it would be realistic to assume that if you're, you've got fear of loss, dominant people in your home, this is going to be rough and, and we're going to see some ir irritableness out of balance, more stressed, which can lead to a lot of conflict. And there's been this big debate. I, I posted online that I believe that we're going to see an increase in domestic violence and suicide during the pandemic. And I had a friend who works for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And she said, actually, I don't think that's true. I, I'm not sure that we are going to see a rise in suicide. But the domestic violence people said I'm right on. Mm. We are going to see fighting and conflict in our homes on a daily basis. And if you're already kind of prone to some of that, this could get a, a little bit scary. And it's definitely something that we want to check in with each other on. How are things going over at your house? You know, how much this are, are you guys experiencing? And the longer this goes on, I think the more trouble we're going to have at home, more, more conflict. So it's going to be very important for all of us to recognize that this is going to happen. So that when it starts to show up, we can go, okay, I know they just ripped my head off over this small thing, but that's not really why they're upset. They're upset because of all the loss and all the stress and anxiety, and they're out of balance in themselves. They don't feel safe in the world, and they're just projecting all of that fear in attack 
at me. So I'm going to take um, some, some notes here, Kim, because that was my next question was like, okay, we recognize and we know we're in fear of loss, all of us, every shape, not some of us more than others, because that's our, our dominant fear, but I think everybody is. And how do we get out? And the first one I heard you say was recognize that that's where we're at. Yeah. Right. Okay. Absolutely. And that's 90% of the game because that's what's going to prevent you from getting triggered so that you respond badly back. So my friend that called yesterday, her daughter had ripped her head off. I mean, honestly, it was a, a brutal attack and she called me sobbing. And my first recommendation to her is you've got to recognize all the loss that kid is experiencing right now. She's lost her job. She's lost money. She is in absolute total fear. And that was not about you. And I know she knew exactly the things to criticize you that would hurt you the most. And so that really felt personal, but it was not about you. We've got to recognize when anybody's behaving badly, this is a cry for love and reassurance. Oh boy. All bad behavior is a request for love and reassurance. They're screaming, I don't feel safe when they attack you. And so for you to be able, and I, I recognize this is hard stuff. It's easy to get offended and be mad back. That just comes so easy. But asking us to step up our maturity and our mindfulness and actually recognize that this bad behavior is a, a cry for help, that this person feels unsafe, I can all of a sudden not feel attacked. It wasn't an attack. They're spewing their own fear about themselves at me. I don't have to take it personally. Oh, that's a big one, Kim. I, I, you know, like I said, we already had this this morning at my house and I already took it personally. So um, that is an awesome reminder. So cry, uh, their bad behavior is a cry for love and reassurance. So you have to be able to pause and believe, like you always say, you get to choose. Can you choose clarity here, which is they're in fear and how can I be the cure? Can I just reach out and hug them, right? You're already living with these people, so they're okay to hug. <laughs> now, or, you're an octagon, so you went straight to a hug to Okay, me. what would you do? <laughs> what would you do? Tell me, yeah, perfect. Well, okay, first of all, I would say, honey, what else is going on in this that has you super upset? What's scaring you the most about Ooh, this? That's a great question. What is scaring you the most? And if it's a, a rhombus man like your husband, don't say scaring you the most. Say, what is stressing you the most? What is stressing you the most about this? Love it. Let them express all the things that they're afraid of. And then ask them, how can I show up for you in this? I can honor so what you need. What we're, tell me what you just said. That's so good. How can I show up for you in this? That's so much better than the way that I reacted this morning. Like, because if you just keep biting each other's heads off, it just gets, the divide gets bigger. But what I hear you saying, it's closing the gap, right? Like, what can I do to make you feel better? Yeah. Ease your stress. Honestly, if, if someone asks me that, I probably need exercise. As an arrow, I need to go out and run. And I need you to support me to send me outside to go for a run, right? If it's a heart, they might need a hug. They might need you to sit on the couch and snuggle with them for a minute and make everything right in the world. If they're a square, they might need you to just listen and let them express all their ideas and feelings about it. Mm, 
I love it. So let's let's talk about those the four areas. What each of those areas might need. We, so if you're if it's a people person, um, and you might not know the, their shape, but I think you know if they're a people person. If it's a people person, they might need just some snuggle time or yeah, uh, attention, affection, just connection, time connected with you. Okay. Um, about task task line. Okay, so I, I'm going to separate them a little bit because the arrows exercise, not as much with ovals and diamonds. They need project. Uh, an oval will do really well if they can have a project to do. That awesome. will help them get through. Okay. Um, diamonds, stay out of their way and let them clean everything and help them with <laughs> other tasks so that they have the space to clean. Okay. Give them control over as much as possible in their world. Perfect. Okay. So what, what can we do to help the people on the things line? Yeah, they're tricky. I, you got to ask the question uh, about what they need. My star, I keep asking, you know, how can I show up? Would you like, you know, do you want attention? Do you want to be with me? Do you want time alone? What, what would help you? I think you'd need to ask them. And then our ideas, people, it's listening. Yeah. And so even asking that question to any of those, how can I show up for you? And Sarah, let's also say on our website, 12shapes.com, I've got worksheets and there's some worksheets that could really help your family right now. The to be or not to be offended worksheet. Okay. I think maybe every family needs to have a stack of those ready to go. Every time you get offended, you need to sit down and fill this out and it's going to help you get to a place of trust and love where you recognize it's not about you and you respond from a place of love and instead of reacting from fear. Perfect. Um, there's a, another great one to be or not to be upset worksheet, different than offended because some of us are just upset by this and there's not anyone to be mad at. It's we're just upset by the situation. So that might be a good one too. Yeah, I think that's something that I've recognized in myself is that I do feel stress. I do feel upset. But if someone asked me, what's wrong or, or what can I do to make you feel better? I might not know right at that moment, right? So I might need some space to think about it. And the question can be, I've heard you word it like three different times just on this, on this little podcast that we're doing. Not necessarily what can I do to make you feel better, but how can I show up for you? Or what do you need, right? Those are perfect questions right there. Okay. What do you need? And maybe you're right. They need a little bit of time to think through what do I need that, is there anything that would make me feel more calm or, or better today? Mm -hmm. I just also want to say, keep in mind, your number one job is your state of balance. That's the one thing you do still have control over. And it's funny, I keep thinking about Viktor Frankl. I, we always talk about him in the concentration camps and what we're experiencing is far from that experience, right? Not nearly as bad, but we have lost our freedom to some mm -hmm. degree. I kind of feel like we're all in prison and now we can't do a lot of the things we love. We're really restricted. We're kind of having that same experience. And remember what he taught us, the last of the human freedoms, the one thing no one can take from you is your power to choose your attitude in the middle of every experience. So are we really owning that 
that that's our choice. It's not the circumstances that are making you grouchy and mean. They're triggering stuff in you. But at the end of the day, you do have the power to get in trust that this is a really interesting, perfect classroom. We're all in. Wow. But at the end of the day, you are still okay. I still feel like we can trust God and the universe that it's still on our side. I believe that this whole experience is a really weird blessing in disguise. And I can't see all the ways that it's a blessing yet, but I think we will down the road. Yeah, I agree with that. I I think there's some silver lining here. I also agree with, I'm not sure what that is, but um, there are some amazing things going on out there that people helping each other out, recognizing where we can engage in our community in, in a helpful way and without you know, being exposed. And yeah, I agree. There's lots of good stuff happening. Yeah. I, I know you're a big environmentalist and this is he- healing the planet. After just a couple of weeks of us being shut down, things on the planet are, are better. Yeah, that's true. And we're fine. And we're finding ways to live in more sustainable in our, ha- on our homes, right? Like I'm not throwing out food anymore. I'm cooking and eating it. Right. Yeah. But I have, so we're living what we have. It's definitely, it's has some silver linings, but we got to get through this first really difficult part. But the thing is, if you can go through it, deciding your attitude is that this is a very cool blessing in disguise. It's got some challenges, but I am choosing to be in trust that this whole thing is serving me. It's not taking away from my life and ruining my, my quality of life. It's a blessing in disguise. It is actually here to serve us. And there, we just need to trust that we'll be able to see down the road what all the blessings were. But if we choose that attitude, there's going to be less conflict in our homes. I love it, Kim. This has been a really great episode. And I can't wait for us to get it out there to all of our listeners so they can take a little piece of any of these things and and implement them into their own lives, even in a small way. Yeah, Sarah, thanks for doing it with me this morning. Fun show. No problem. Thanks everybody for listening. So join us again next week for some more of Explain People.